Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast. Who do you think you are? I am! An Iowa rugby podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do! With your host, Mr. Gray. Big meaty man slapping me. And Philly V. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds! Brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. This is the adult tour, which means you can drink if you want, and we can say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Rotor Epoxy, the premier epoxy company in Iowa. You need your floors looking good. You need to redo the entire shop, the locker room floor, the fire station, the man cave. Those are the guys to call. There's an infinite amount of floors that you would possibly mess with here. So whatever you need done, they can do some wicked ass designs for you. Whatever you got going on, just get it done. Get a hold of them. Infinite designs, 100% satisfaction. Rotor Epoxy. Find them online now. So there I was at the B-Side Boys podcast in the Wombat Den, presented by Rotor Epoxy and Tighthead Brewing. Phil, what's happening, man? Well, we're back. It's been a couple of weeks. I, I missed you. I missed you, too. <laughs> it really is kind of crazy. Like, man, we, we hit it hard when we came back in January, February, March. Mm-hmm. Then April hit. We have our spring season, uh, high school season. I'm helping coach. Work picked up for you. Uh, work picked up for me, too, with track and soccer in the middle school world. So, yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff happening. I mean, it's only been, like technically two weeks but it feels way longer than that (laughs) well and i have a spreadsheet too that has like i keep track of all of our episodes and it's like april's pretty dry and so this week you know we had some special interviews where i'm like oh my gosh there's so much happening the ncr crc sevens the national sevens tournament for college Mm -hmm. is happening in washington dc a ton of teams from the state of iowa are there i'm like we can't interview everybody in one night yeah. So I was just like, hey, you know what, Phil? I'm just going to throw out some some one-hitters, yeah. you know? Just boom, boom, then, boom. That episode, if we put all those in this episode, it would be over three hours. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> and also, too, I mean, the tournament starts tomorrow morning. Or this morning. This Today morning, is yeah. Friday. Real early, uh, 9 o'clock. Exactly. So, and actually, it's on East Coast, so bump, bump it up at an hour, you know? Oh, okay. So. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. It kind of bums me out a little bit that both you and I, men and women's, play at the exact same time. Oh, that I didn't even irks, see that. That irks me a little bit. I'm like, how am I supposed to watch both of them? I well, only have one phone. I'm going to be at work. <laughs> it is on the Rugby Network and YouTube, so I'm sure yeah. you could watch a playback. You know, send all complaints to Brad Dufick, right? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it, Brad. <laughs> no, I, I said this earlier on a couple of the interviews, uh, talking to the women's coaches, and the one thing I love about ncr is they talk about growing the game they talk about building exposure Mm -hmm. and the best way to do that is to have an accessible product 
where there's no paywall. If this was on Flow Rugby, you'd have to pay $149 for a full year subscription just to watch this one tournament. No, the Rugby Network, YouTube, for free. You know, yep. you get to watch all these matches. And so that, I think that really shows good faith and like, hey, we want people to see this product and we know it'll get people's interest. We know people will be glued to the TV. And so like on Saturday for the Wombats, uh, we were supposed to have a match. Not going to happen anymore. There's a little few things out of our control. So instead, we still got the keg. We're still going to Pally's at 1 p.m. So if you're in the Des Moines area, go to Pally's Bar and Grill in Clive. We're going to be watching collegiate rugby all day. Yeah. Until that keg runs out. And then we're probably going to get more beer. And, and more burgers. Beer. And <laughs> friendship. And yeah, I mean, we have so many local teams and local people that are competing that's going to be a great time. So everybody's welcome. And the idea is, too, if we put rugby on at the bar, like I said, it's going to catch somebody's eye. It's fast-paced, big hits. They're going to be like, whoa, what is that? Yeah, there's going to be you know people that are just hanging out there, just enjoying a Saturday afternoon drink and stuff. There might be some athletes, and they might get a little interested in it. Might want to go play rugby. You never know. Hey, come to practice <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah, and so that's the goal. So we'll get more into the CRC in a little bit. We have a ton of things to talk about, but what we're really looking at here is that Chicago Hounds trip. You know, the Wombats, we went to Chicago last weekend. Wow, what a great time. We had some friends from Iowa Central Community College. We had some friends from the Iowa City Ducks. We had some other random guys show up. Basically, we went to Chicago on Saturday, some people on Friday night. The game was at 7 p.m. at Moose Heart Stadium. It's like a grounds where children live and like go to school, and they don't have a football team anymore. Because I, I think mm. these children either come from like troubled environments or I don't know, just not some great things. But they live in this school. But that's where we played. Yeah. Beautiful stadium, uh, a really physical match. And I'll say this too, like Fox Valley D2 team, team that we're familiar with when we played yep. with Bremer, we would see them in the playoffs almost every single year. Uh, we talked to Dan Brinks, and a lot of their guys at the match were just like, oh, we remember those matches better than anything. <laughs> yeah. And this match, I mean, for as a ragtag group as we had, it felt like a playoff match. I mean, they came out hitting hard. We were hitting hard. Back and forth, back and forth. You know, they score first, 7-0. We score at 7-5. Uh, final score was 33-22. And the one difference is that you can really tell they've worked together and they have a kicker who's amazing because they kept kicking it deep yeah. over our back three's head or just we whenever we were out of position, they kicked it deep. And so our heels were on the goal line almost the entire first half. And then once we realized, like, guys, they're not running through us necessarily. I mean, again, they ran hard. Yeah. We ran hard too. But when we marched down the field, we had to march down the full 60, 80 meters, whereas they would kick it, and then they only had 15, 20 meters to go. And that was really the difference. I mean, 33-22, yeah. uh, Juju will say to himself, he's like, man, if I made all my kicks, it would have been... 33-28, but... <laughs> yeah, kicking's hard, man. Come on. No, it is. And it was cold. It was rainy. Uh, it was kind of snowy. And then we spent the night. We went out that night. And then the next morning, a uh, party bus showed up at our hotel. 9 a.m., get on the bus, had some drinks, went to the tailgate. Tailgate was amazing. Watched the Hounds play against Nola Gold. The Hounds started off slow, but the second half was a lot of fun. They lose 37-24. Mm. I just... 
they're they're trying to find their footing. Yeah. Um, but being there in person with three thousand two hundred fifty people was really cool. Oh, yeah. We saw John Cullen play in person. He like knocked a guy out. Oh no shit! Like in the first like five minutes of being in, a uh, guy was kind of running by. Something happened, and he kind of like shoulder checked him. Like I don't know. It didn't look dirty or anything. They just kind of ran into each other, and this mm. guy was smaller, and he just was like dead. <laughs> it's just flat. But dude, I was on the third row. Yeah, I a, saw your videos. Dude, God, dude. We were really close, and you got a really good video of uh, Mason Cook scoring that try. Yeah, that was cool. That was awesome. And like, yeah, we could we could yell at everybody, and they could hear you. <laughs> like the GM for Nola, he's got his hair slicked back <laughs> it's and pushed back. And I was quoting the, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. You think this is slicked back? It's pushback. I used to be a piece of shit. <laughs> I said I used to be a piece of shit. No, this guy's hair was slicked back so hard. God. No, it, it the atmosphere was amazing. Best stadium hot dogs I've ever had. They were actually like red. They weren't like the greenish, uh, weird off color. Like the actual like Chicago style dogs. Well, we didn't get any stuff. Huh? We just got uh, hot okay. dogs. But I mean, they were they were thick. They were good. Uh, and again, atmosphere was great. Uh, then we drove home because it was Sunday and I had to work <laughs> on Monday. Got home at 11.30 p.m., woke up at 5, took the kids to my grandparents, and then went to work. Oh, you're a better man than I am. I would have definitely taken Monday off, <laughs> for sure. Gotta but, save those sick days. Yeah, I feel that. No, I, I'm sad that I missed it. One more thing with that, as I... Firmly grasp my arm. <laughs> it's a meaty arm. Uh, sorry, I just haven't seen you. I just want to touch you, Phil. Um, <laughs> no, so anyways... We talked, me and Dan Brinks, the president of Fox Valley, who mm. basically set everything up. We're doing this again. We are for sure. Sweet. 100%. And so we want more Wombats there. I mean, our roster, we had 18 guys at kickoff, and they weren't all Wombat guys. Mm. And we want to keep it open to other guys in Iowa. Because, like, Ian from Iowa City, he played fly half for us. Dude, he was a killer. Uh, so good. Jay Gines from Iowa Central, mm. he was our 12. Dude. That guy, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him playing D1 or higher because he ran so hard. Mm. I, I mean, there was times where like it looked like we were going to lose uh, grip and they were going to pull away from us. And then Jay would get the ball and just, boom, see ya. And then also our guy, Ja, he ran like crazy. But, I mean, all of our guys from the Wombats were playing awesome, like Lucas and Juju in the back line. Yurima was getting some good touches. My boy Vic, Vic. And Justin McKay really killing it. Watch out, you know. <laughs> looks like you might move to flank and Justin will be – I mean, there, there was some awesome, awesome things. Luke, Gunther, and Devin Fishback. Devin, yeah. for a guy who snapped his leg this past fall, he did great. Yeah, and he was just like, "Oh, gotta get my legs under me, gotta get the cardio." But I mean, he did everything fantastic. So really positive stuff. We're gonna do it again, but we also said we're doing it in May. Yeah, we're gonna pick a game in May next year because also, why do we set the spring schedule like, oh, April to April, and then it's like we're done? Mm. I mean, we're not really a big sevens team, so I think we're gonna plan this for May after all Iowa. So then that way it's warm. It's not in so theory. It's warm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you well, never know. <laughs> we thought this was going to be warm, but the tailgate was pretty chilly. So yeah. yes, we're doing it again next year. Be there. It's going to be in May. Uh, the Tasman Cup will be on the line once again. Mm. You know, I was tough handing it over. Mm. I was also really sad I couldn't play in the match. Yeah. I kind of Ridgeway was in Mexico, so I took over the role as coach, and I forgot how much I hated, especially in the last ten minutes, every single guy in my ear. 
Coach, you can put me in. I'm ready to go back. I'm ready to go yeah. back in. I'm ready to go back in. I know everybody wants to play. We can only have 15 on the field. I, I know you're ready. I tried doing that for sevens last summer when I was hurt, and that was awful. And that's just sevens. I know. I want everyone to have the experience of being like a club coach because then you realize how like frustrating it is when you're whispering to the coach, you can put me in. I'm ready. I know. I know. I know. There's 15 people, ready. and there's eight people on the sideline. Please chill. Like, we'll get it. But no, it was awesome. So, what the heck were you doing? I was in Florida, hanging out with my Florida friends. I know. You didn't transfer to Palm Beach. I did not, no. No, but I did get to go play some touch rugby with them, though, that Sunday, being extremely hungover. That was really fun. It's always good to sweat it out a little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, that's cool, too. You got to see how another club operates, and you got to... You know, hang out with them. And I mean, how would you say, is it much different than the Wombats? I mean, is their vibe similar or just, how would I, you compare what you saw? I would say it's similar. It's just they definitely take it more serious, I would assume, you know. I mean, they're obviously a much more established club as well. And they have, you know, a lot of success. They've had a lot of success. They were well, they national won, champs last year. They were national champs last year in D3. five years in a row. Yeah. Won the Florida D3 five years in a row. Yeah, I mean. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's different, but there are definitely some similarities. So Is our pack better than their pack? Well, there wasn't a lot of pack guys there. <laughs> but their eight man's a very big man. Oh, I bet. So, <laughs> like, that's stereotypical eight man. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, you don't, you don't make it deep in the playoffs without an awesome Oh. Eight man, you know. Yeah, but Luke's a flanker now there. Really? Yeah. Luke's oh. getting bulky, man. I don't know. <laughs> Tackling machine. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. Now, and like I said, too, um, yeah, a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. We we mentioned all Iowa. All Iowa is actually coming up quick next weekend uh, wow. in Iowa Falls. And the Wombats, we just decided today... Uh, because people's schedules and we have some injuries and stuff, we don't have a full squad. So we are going to combine with Iowa City again as the Quacky Bats. The Quacky Bats, you know. And it's one of those things, too. It's a social tournament. Um, we knew we wouldn't have a full team. We didn't want to be scrambling because, again, as an admin, that's a terrible feeling, too. Like, yeah. scrambling. Do we have guys? Do we have guys? Begging so, people to come. Yeah. You're like, uh, it's not fun. Exactly. So... Uh, we love teaming up with Iowa City. It's it's fun. It's social. And then it also guarantees, like, there will be a team. Mm. And so I also thought it was important because I haven't seen too much information other than just, like, an Iowa Rugby Union Facebook page. Like, hey, $400. It's on May. Is that May 5th? Fifth? Yeah, May 5th. Yeah, next Saturday. And then it's, you know, we're playing games on Saturday. And so we're actually going to talk to Landon Sanders from Iowa Falls to get more insight on what's happening. So, what do you think? Let's give him a call. Let's give him a call. This interview is brought to you by Tighthead Brewing Company. Tighthead Brewing Company is a craft brewery located in Mundelein, a suburb of Chicago. Their brew pub is a neighborhood institution where friends and families can meet up and enjoy great music, wonderful company, and the best beer in town. Since they opened their doors in 2011, they've poured their heart and soul into every glass. Stop in and taste what they're talking about. Also, if you are not from Chicago, make sure you go to your local grocery store, liquor store, restaurant, bar, pub, whatever. Ask the bartender, ask the owner, ask whoever runs the place for Tight Head Brewing Company beer. They 
distribute through Dahl Distributing. You can drink it in Iowa. It is found in Iowa. And oh yeah, the name Tighthead. Bruce played rugby for 13 years, mostly as a Tighthead prop. Bruce is the owner, founder, and master brewer. The Tighthead prop is a position that involves being in the front row of the scrum, supporting the hooker. The explanation is too long for this story, but we encourage you to research and understand the origin of the name and become a fan of not only the beer, but the sport it represents. Enjoy Tighthead Brewing Company. All right, we are now to the interview portion of the show, brought to you by Tighthead Brewing Company. We have with us the Vice President of the Iowa Falls Rugby Club, Landon Sanders. Landon, how you doing tonight? Good, yourself? Doing pretty well, you know, watching the NFL draft, getting getting pumped because the Bears are coming up soon. So, like, people listening to this already know if I'm upset or not. So it's kind of <laughs> kind of funny to time travel here. And, you know, the Falcons, it says, are up next. Bears are after that. So... Yeah, we're uh, we're having a good time. Are we gonna Are we gonna cut the interview short if it, if you do get upset? Is that what's going on? Here? No, it's fine. I'll take it out on <laughs> Phil later. Yeah, you'll you might notice a change in tone in his voice though. So. There, there it is. <laughs> if I disappear and Phil just takes over, you know what happened. <laughs> I know where you went. <laughs> oh yeah, no. So we really wanted to reach out to you for two reasons. You know, the first reason. We have the All-Iowa Tournament coming up. That's been in Iowa Falls for years. I mean, for as long as I can can remember. remember, You know, I've been playing for close to 15 years now, and I just always thought it was in Iowa Falls, like, forever because you guys have such a beautiful facility. You know, it's it's had sevens on Sunday and 15s on Saturday uh, recently. And I saw people are – they're making their way, signing up through everything right now. So can you give us a little update? Basically just kind of tell the people, you know – What's what's in the works right now? Like, what is all Iowa going to look like this year? And then also, why should teams get to signing up right now? So, um, unlike the last couple of years, where we've had sevens on Sunday and fifteens on Saturday, the, the sevens turnout has only been good one out of the last four or five years, really. Yep. And some of that's due to weather. Last year it got rained out and, you know, whatever else. But it just hasn't had the turnout that <clears throat> that we'd like and that the union would like. Right. So we're just going to do 15s this year. Okay. Um, unfortunately, with the, the AGM being delayed and all of that, and then the voting being delayed or whatever, however that went down, we only had re- realistically three weeks to set up, so right. I we I tried to get a band out there, and I don't know if I mean three weeks wasn't enough to get something like that set up. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if we get it in the future, that's something that I definitely want to work for and um, get get worked out and you know promote that more, and so that way people know you know that there is other stuff other than rugby, but right right now the weather looks great for that next Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a beautiful day for rugby. There's going to be a lot of rugby played, hopefully, as long as everybody gets signed up. Um, the sooner you get signed up, that you don't have me and Jim and whoever else breathing down your necks asking for the <laughs> the entry fees. I went. I went and uh, sent out a bunch of messages the other day about <clears throat> getting all that in. So, 
Oh, yeah. And so, you know, can you tell us what teams have signed up already? So, right now, we have River City, Iowa Falls, Palmer, Des Moines, Iowa City, and Bremer. Um, oh, and Quad Cities. Quad Cities has paid. Iowa Falls and River Cities are good. Palmer, last I knew, there was a check in the mail. So... Uh, Des Moines, Iowa City, and Bremer have all committed. They just were waiting on payments from them. Nice. And then it sounds like we're going to have the, for a women's side, we're going to have the Des Moines women, the Cedar Rapids women, and the Quad Cities women. Nice. nice. Okay. That and then awesome. from what I, what I hear from, um, one of the, one of the girls in, that plays for Des Moines, it sounds like uh, Omaha is going to send up a bunch of girls too, and they're just going to fill out where where needed. So, Oh, perfect. No, that, that doesn't sound too bad at all. Are you guys going to do the whole seeding deal where you just like randomly draw like teams to see who's playing who, or is it going to be like a little more structured? I think the plan is to do the – do the random draw. Okay, that's kind of fun, though. I like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> captain's meeting at 8 a.m. Saturday. Match was start at 8.30. Bracket pairings drawn out of a hat at the captain's meeting. Hmm. So. Nice. Yeah. And then also, too, you guys have the Iowa Rugby Union Hall of Fame ceremony as oh, well, yeah. right? What time in the day is that? I actually haven't heard anything. That's a, that's a question I might have to ask Jim about. Gotcha. Yeah, because I think they do that normally right in the afternoon yeah, of Saturday. It's, it's kind of like during, they do like, I, if I remember correctly from last year, it was like around like noon right and then it was like half hour break or something like that or hour break. Right. Yeah, it's kind of right in the middle. I'd almost yeah. prefer to do it like at the end of the day. Yeah, so that way, you know, everybody can be there and, and you know, hear all the stories that are told and all of that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, that wouldn't but be a bad time to have that either. I just always thought, like, it kind of made sense to have it, like, in the middle of the day just because, like, all the teams are still there because I would assume at the end of the day when some teams are, like, done, some guys might end up, like, you know, heading out early kind of deal, but I don't know. I'm yeah, I guess I guess I can see that too. Yeah. I Like I said, I don't, I don't know when it's going to mm-hmm. – when all that's going to take place. I don't know if it's – if it's going to change much from last year just with the shortened preparation time and everything. So it could very well be in the middle again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you guys were kind of put in a tough spot just because, you know, just random things out of your guys' control. Yeah. Things just kind of got pushed back, pushed back, and then it's like, oh, man, first week of May? Like, that's coming up. and so That's coming up now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like it really snuck up on a lot of people. But it's always something people are just like, yep, you know, first week of May, and then it just like, all right we're going so and i know too um the wombats we're actually not at full strength right now so we are combining with iowa city this year so we did that last year too we did that last year too yeah. <laughs> it's not a good time for for our club uh early may <laughs> so yeah. yeah that's something well make sure make sure those iowa city boys get their payments in yeah no we've we've we're talking to them we're working on it <laughs> oh yeah so anything else about all iowa you want to like share hype up promote uh any other way to to sell it to people who might be on the fence of like they're on a team but they're not sure if they're going to be able to make it or if they're going to go um just 
anything else people should know uh, in preparation for this tournament? I mean, the the whole thing with the All Iowa tournament is the is the tradition that's centered around it. You know, it's it's for you know the longest time it's the big rugby tournament in Iowa, and it it should be. I think it I think it should be just the the history that's uh, that's wrapped up in the tournament. It's a great atmosphere. There's so there's so many people between the old boys and the new guys and this is a perfect time to come out and showcase what your team's going to look like in the fall. I mean, I don't, I think, and then, you know, all of the extracurriculars, we, we will still have the camping, you know, that's always fun at the end of the day. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's always a blast. So, yeah, I think the camping on Saturday nights is part of the reason why Sevens sometimes wasn't as successful. Because yeah. I remember doing that and like was supposed to play Sevens on Sunday, but I was usually too hungover to we do it. We always had good intentions, <laughs> yeah. but it just yeah. never worked out. Yeah. <laughs> too many extracurriculars Saturday night made for a bad Sevens, bad sevens experience on Sunday. Very. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of showcasing your team for what to expect in the fall, you know, as I'm following along on social media i feel like i'm seeing more posts by iowa falls i'm seeing more scores from iowa falls and it looks like you guys have had a really successful spring season looks like you guys have pretty good numbers you're getting new people out and you guys are putting up good score lines winning some matches and so can you tell us kind of what's been happening in iowa falls what's been going on with the team and how you guys have been able to you know pick things up and keep moving forward and keep growing so uh, right after I got named as the vice president of the club, I really took it upon myself to expand our social media and, you know, get more regular posts out and mm-hmm. just kind of get more eyes. Cause I mean, you guys see it when you, when you post regularly, those posts get seen and then those posts get shared and mm-hmm. seen by more people. And the more eyes, the more potential players you know oh yeah so i i really tried to up our facebook game i started an instagram for the club and i've been keeping up on that um and i i think for the most part it's helped i don't know i don't know how many of the new recruits that we have can uh be attributed to the social media but mm-hmm. we have let's see we've got at least two or three new guys that are consistently at practice and have now played in a few matches. And they're, I mean, one of them was an old Iowa State guy who took a few years off after he graduated and then he, he was living in Bradford and decided that now's the time when he found out that there was a club in Iowa Falls. Nice. And then another one's just a, a recent high school graduate from here in Iowa Falls. And um, I actually got in contact with him through a couple of guys that, that I work with. And I'm hoping to get a couple more from my place of employment at the moment. I'm working on a few of them. So. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and once you, get, once you get a bunch of guys from one, like one place of business, 
Uh, then you got to get that company to sponsor it since you have three, four, right? five guys. I mean, that's something with the Wombats we're doing too, where we have like we're up to four or five guys at the same company. And I told those guys like, all right, hey. <laughs> now it's time to start asking for sponsorship, and we'll tell them like. And it's one of those things too, like you can attract people to your team by saying like, I can find you a job. Like you're out of college, you're out of oh, high yeah. school. Right. You know, here's like. I would love to see more relationships like that at all the clubs because you see that overseas where it's like, we want to be a good rugby team. We need to attract people because we are competing with so many different things. I think you nailed it too. You know, the more people see your posts, the more likely they're going to come out. And like, how do you do that? You just have to keep shooting things off. Some things work, some don't, but you have to throw everything out there. And some of the guys that come to our practices too, it's the most random posts that they're like, oh yeah. And like, they're maybe they're a post I thought like, eh, this won't do well, but I'll throw it out there anyways. And for some reason it runs across somebody's feed and then they try it, you know, or it's that constant reminder where they're like, should I try rugby? Nah, not for me. They see a post the next day. Ah, not for me. And like, it's creeping in their mind, that constant reminder. And then they find like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I've noticed that definitely that you guys have really put a focus on that. And I do think it makes a big difference. And, you know, you, you said too, you got a kid right out of high school from there. And I've talked to you before about this too. You know, is that the next step for the club too? Is next spring getting a boys high school team in the Iowa high school? Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to really get started on that. I haven't, um, so I guess the high school football coach, the new high school football coach here in town, like I actually mentioned rugby in one of his, uh, I don't know if it was a meeting or something, but I, from what I hear, he's supportive of it. So I'd like oh, to wow. get in and uh, talk to him about that, and maybe, maybe that's my my potential, uh, you know, into the school. Yeah, no, hundred percent. That that's the guy you need more than anything. I mean, yeah, football coach supports you, and like the AD supports you, then you're golden. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a teacher in the building, too, that could always, like, post a flyer or something for you. But, I mean, a lot of those kids, they live and breathe by what their football coach says. And if they're like, hey, try rugby, you know, that that would be huge, especially for a community like Iowa Falls. And, you know, Iowa Falls, uh, I used to go to a football camp in Iowa Falls over the summer back (laughs) back a long time ago. It was the Jim Williams football camp for offensive linemen. And, yeah, (laughs) I just remember... Being in the being on those fields way out there, so dude, and Iowa Falls would be kind of like a a sweet little spot for a high school team, just because it's not not terribly far to go to Des Moines. It's not terribly far to go to Cedar Falls or Waverly, so it's not a, really a bad spot either. Kind of like no, bridges the gap between yeah. Central Iowa and Eastern Iowa. Yeah, and Fort Dodge won't be that far either. Like, right, Mason City. Yep. Yeah, get them back. Yeah, that's true too. Shit. Yeah. Yep. It's just it's just a matter of ironing out all the all the details and getting commitment from from our guys to you know that are willing to coach oh yeah yeah i would definitely say the more the better coach by committee you know have someone who kind of oversees everything who can be there most times but you know that's what we're doing with our valley team in west des moines for high school where we have like five or six coaches (laughs) but we like one guy's there pretty much every day and the other guys rotate just because of jobs family kids oh yeah that's the that's the biggest thing for me too is because i between my job and you know running all of the stuff for the men's club and 
me and my wife just had a baby um, uh, six months. She'll be six months old on Monday. So oh, congratulations. That's, congratulations. that's really taken up a lot of time. And that's a, you know, it's not a bad, it's not a bad thing by any means. I wouldn't trade it for the world, but yeah, you know, it's, it is a lot of time to raise a little guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No. And like, that's definitely one of those things too. You gotta, like you want to see these things grow, but I mean, you got to keep your priorities in line yep. and, and that's where it's yep. like, Hey, it really is a community thing. If you're going to try to do this on your own, it won't work or it'll work for a little bit and then you'll burn yourself out. So like, yeah, definitely. I feel like you got the right mindset because we talked earlier and you, you wanted to do a high school team, but you didn't have that support built yet. So it was like, I think that was a really smart choice to be like, oh, we're going to pause that. You've put a lot of good work into the men's side of things. And uh, Darnell Wright, I like it. I like <laughs> hey. Darnell Wright. There you go. Get some get some run blocking help for Justin Fields. Yeah. Well, and we we <laughs> traded we traded our number nine pick to move back a spot, so we even got more stuff back. Oh, there you go. And this is actually a guy that I, I kind of wanted. They say he might be the best guy in the draft, but yet he was like not projected top ten. Yeah. So oh. Nobody really. There's not a lot of teams needed to tackle, I guess. So a lot of QBs. Interesting. Sorry for that little that little break. Uh, <laughs> we knew it was coming. Phil grabbed my leg, and I'm like, I see it. <laughs> no, I like that. I'm in a good mood. So <laughs> there you go. But I completely derailed the interview. But you know, um, but no, you guys. I saw also have brand new kits that you guys are breaking out at all Iowa. Yes. Did you design yeah, so those? We. Uh... We partnered with the the local brewery here in town, actually Timbuk Brew. Nice. Um, That's cool. and <laughs> they they I don't know who thought of the idea. I don't know if it was Chris or if it was the people that out at Timbuk Brew, but we ended up doing a kind of like a rugby night, and we had some guys from the team, and um, we all got together out there and we were actually serving drinks to everybody and all of the tips went towards the rugby club. And then we got some other donations from, from Timbuk brew themselves and a few other companies. And we <coughs> raised our goal was $5,000. I think it was either three or $5,000. And we ended up hitting that goal for the, the whole reasoning behind it was to get new kids and to um, make some repairs to our rugby bus. Wow. And so we actually hit our goal and I ended up finding a place to get uh, new sets of jerseys and they were significantly cheaper than what we, what we were preparing to pay. So we ended up getting two sets Wow! and we debuted the first set this uh, this last weekend against Bremer mm -hmm. because they came in on the twenty first. I think is what <clears throat> what I remember, if I remember right. And so we broke those out, and then I figured, what better way to get more people to come out than to have you know a, a jersey unveiling mm -hmm. on at all Iowa? So that's our. That's going to be our big um, 
announcement for the the All Iowa tournament. That's amazing, man! You guys made more money in one night than we've made in the past year with our club. No, we're no. gonna have to pocket that <laughs> yeah. idea. Yeah. Oh my god, that's an amazing idea! And I was gonna yeah. ask too: Does uh, Tim Buck Brew do? Do they serve any beers from outside the brewery, or do they just serve what they make themselves? No, they just serve what they make themselves. Okay, gotcha. I was gonna you say slide in tight head. I was gonna say yeah, like if they're I, looking, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying if they wanted a, a rugby beer, Tighthead Brewing Company would be a great uh, opportunity. But that's the thing. Uh, yeah, a brewery probably is they got their own stuff. So. Right. But I was just checking. Yeah, you, know, you never know. ask. You never know. Yeah, <laughs> I saw. I saw where you were going with that question. <laughs> no, no, but that's awesome though. That's a great idea for a fundraiser, and also too like. A lot of times when you recruit, it's like, where do you recruit most places? Like the gym or the bar? And if you guys take over a bar or a brewery for a night, maybe someone yeah. sees you guys and they're like, not only are you making money, you're kind of recruiting people too, or you're just making people, again, more aware of who you are, what you are, and you're just a part of the community. So I think, you know, that event right there kind of threefold, like there's multiple benefits from that. So mm-hmm. that is, right. yeah, that is awesome. Like- like you guys, you know, you guys have said before too, it's not just about recruiting new players. Like mm-hmm. you, we want our, we want our crowd to be bigger too, you know? Oh yeah. We want more, more regular people out at the rugby fields on a Saturday, you know, that, and being out at the brewery, you know, for one night, people get interested, people stop out, see what's going on, see what rugby's all about. Some, most of them have never seen a match of rugby played. Right. Yeah. So they come out there, see what it's about, you know, maybe stick around and who knows, maybe they have some family members or, you know, whatever else. It, it all, it all, you know, feeds into itself. Oh, so. for sure. For sure. For sure. No, I love that. And yeah, that, that's something we've tried to really preach lately is that, yeah, we're trying to recruit fans too. Cause yeah, it does feel new friends. Yeah. It does feel really yeah. good to like play in front of, you know, a full sideline. And then also you're having those conversations with people at the bar and they can kind of connect with you and you talk to them and then they see you play and they're like, Oh man, this is fun. I wouldn't do that, but I want to be around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. I, I love those people. Cause we've got a couple, like I think of our buddy Shelly, who's always uh, at every hits. single game. And, uh, he, he's like, I'm, you know, he doesn't jump into play, but he's at every game. Cooler's ready to go. Makes it fun. Yeah. Yeah. We we have a few of those guys too. My brother and his friends. I've I've been trying to get my brother to play for years, and his friends as well. And I mean, they're out there every weekend. You know, yep. sitting on the sidelines drinking a beer, and every just about every time we uh, we come to halftime, I usually go out there and tell one of them to go get my extra pair of cleats that's in the truck or whatever and mm-hmm. try and get one of them to come out but it hasn't worked yet so i'll just keep pestering them until they do yeah just give it time yeah, so- with it. <laughs> yeah someday it's gonna happen it's gonna right? happen <laughs> oh yeah well landon we really appreciate you for coming on and talking to us about all iowa and also talking to us kind of what's been happening with iowa falls i guess i do have one last question thinking ahead to uh, the fall season, Iowa Falls, are they going to compete? Are you guys going to compete in the D4 league again? Or are you guys going to jump up to D3? Has there been any talks about that? No, so I actually, like, probably a week after the AGM, I, I went ahead and uh, messaged the Midwest Union 
and ask them because when we when you filled I don't know I'm sure you guys did but mm-hmm. that survey at the end of the year yeah I filled that out and I put in there that we wanted to be D3 just because it's going to be easier on us travel wise and right. we might we'll probably be able to get a fuller schedule too oh, out yeah, of yeah, 100%. it 100% yeah so well, the year before at the AGM two, uh, I think your president was there, and they were talking about getting rid of D four, and uh, they're like Iowa Falls. What do you think? And they're like, yeah, we want to play D three, and then they kept you guys in D four. I thought that was really weird yeah. because it, I I remember in the meeting specifically, he's like, nah, move us up because it's like you guys like why not all the yeah. like you guys are having to drive to Minnesota to play matches that's, or like potentially that's, North Dakota. Like, yeah, that's yeah. that's stupid. <laughs> Yeah. We we weren't we weren't necessarily thrilled about that, but we we took it and we showed up. We made every game. We didn't forfeit a single match, no matter where where they were located, mm-hmm. except for the the playoff match. We we did have to forfeit because it we would have had to go to Fargo, North, North Dakota. That's a seven hour drive on a week's notice, and that oh. just yeah <laughs> we we had. We had eight or nine willing to go, and you just you right. can't make that work, right? So no, I think that would be awesome to see because I think obviously based off of the scores you guys have had this spring. I mean, I know it's spring and and rosters are in flux right now, but you guys have shown like you can play a D three schedule. It'll be way easier to retain players to play more local matches. So right. yeah. at least have drives that are only an hour, hour and a half. Like yeah, shit. yeah. I yeah. think that makes the most sense. So. Um, and really, I, I really did hoping get, to hear that announcement. I did get confirmation on that, so we will be in the in the D three league this year. Sweet. Oh, right. Hey, hey so, look, we're breaking news on the B side. Yeah, I boys. guess if that's if that's breaking news, I'm breaking it here. Yeah. <laughs> An exclusive. <laughs> Every, everybody on our club already knows, so everybody <laughs> in Iowa Falls already knows the deal. Oh, but that's awesome. Yeah. Well, good. And then I would imagine River City's got to be D three too, because. Yeah. Otherwise, they would play every match out of state for away matches. Mm. Yeah, they played pretty much the same teams as that we did last year. But um, Red River out of Fargo, North Dakota, they actually bumped up into the into D three themselves. So, yeah. no, I think yeah, River City should be D three too. So, no, it'll be interesting to see. But that's awesome. Well, again, Landon, thank you for joining us. Keep things going forward and. Iowa Falls, you guys are doing a fantastic job this spring, and uh, yeah, just keep it moving. I'm going to keep a note that you are going to run a high school team next spring. I'm not going <laughs> to This is on record. Uh, You're going to hold me to it. <laughs> yeah. But no, we'll see you at Iowa Falls, or uh, all Iowa. Sounds great. All right, have a great night, man. Yeah, you too. All right, and that was Landon Sanders. Really appreciate him coming on, and yeah, that was it was fun to hear that Iowa Falls is moving up to D three, and I'm excited for all Iowa. That's yeah, yeah. it's a lot of cool news. Yeah, no, I think it's time to get rid of D four in Iowa. I mean, there was a time and a place for it when every single league had multiple clubs, but there's only like eleven men's clubs, I think, in Iowa right now. So Still it's like, like that, yeah. so it's one of those things too where it's just like, you know what? Let's just 
like why i don't know we're like splitting hairs here and like forcing river city and iowa falls to drive up to minnesota or north dakota like that's that's stupid i feel like well, the, they can compete in d3 right know? well like, and the idea of d4 was like okay we we want teams to play at their competition level and then also we don't want them to travel all over the place mm. timbuk brew uh <laughs> timbuk too uh no so like it's one of those things where those guys were traveling more than D2 guys. And it was one of those things like, but D4 is like the closest to not existing in a sense of like the idea of like they're brand new clubs, they're clubs that are lower competition. That's not what Iowa Falls is. That's not what River City is. So I think this is good for Iowa. Mm. Uh, definitely good for Iowa Falls. Um, that, that'll be fun matches. And like, yeah, let's get everybody in the same league. That'll be good. Hell so, yeah. yeah. Get into all Iowa next Saturday. Should be some big, big fun. Big fun. Uh, yeah, I like that. Big fun. <laughs> big fun. Speaking of big fun, so this past weekend, I get a Snapchat from Ben Villam. Ooh. Oh, Benny Villam. You and, and I legend. You and I legend. That's where we get a lot of the things we say from. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I get a Snapchat from him, and you know where he lives? Colorado. Yeah. yeah. He was at the American Raptors game oh. and he was tailgating. He goes, I can feel a victory. And then did you know it was snowing in the game? What? Yeah. So it was snowing in Colorado during their match and they were playing at home, which means a team from Chile, <laughs> Selkram, <laughs> That's the they came <laughs> up to play against the Raptors and the Raptors got their very first victory in in Super Rugby Americas 26-22. I think it's a mix of two things. Number one, that weather has to help. Yeah, just a little bit. It has to help. I mean, there's got to be guys who are like, they're, they're not used to weather dropping that low ever. They're not used to playing in snow. Um, you'd have to think, some of them were probably like, I don't want to be here. you know. And then also... I just think the American Raptors, they've been working at this over and over and over. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So uh, they've been building. They're finding their footing. They're finding their continuity. Um, so I think it was just kind of the perfect day. They they get that weight off their shoulders of like, oh my gosh, when are we going to break through? They did it. They belong. So well done, American Raptors. That's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. Love it. Do you have any quick take on that hot take? A hot take? Or I'm, just I'm hoping take. for at least one more win. <laughs> one more. <laughs> Calm down. I know. I'll, Phil. I'll settle down. <laughs> All right. And so, again, huge news. We've had multiple interviews this week. Again, what what a wild format where we're like, <laughs> hey, we're going to do two episodes a week. And we were so consistent for, I don't know, 14 weeks in a row. And then we take like a couple weeks off. And then we're back. And then we take more weeks off. And then all of a sudden this week, uh, four interviews in the span of four, three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got after it. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, I was at home and it was night and the kids were in bed. And I was like, I'm going to call some people up. Because, and like I was talking to people, they are on their way to D.C. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, why not? So, again... Huge tournament, Collegiate Rugby Championship, National Sevens. Uh, there's multiple brackets. There's the Premier Cup, Division One, Division Two, and Small College. Uh, in the Men's Premier Cup, uh, 
we don't have any teams from Iowa that are competing at that level. Team that I'm looking out for is a four seed. No, I lied. They're a five seed. Thomas More. Oh, yeah. They're a five seed. I think they're going to make a deep run. And then also, I mean, I don't know. Cootstown is always a wagon. Yeah. I think Indiana is going to win the whole thing for the men. I can see it, yeah. What do you think? Any hot takes or any mm. any idea? You know, it's a bummer. Iowa Central Community College, they were in it last year. They are not competing this year in this bracket. So that's why, too, I haven't put too much thought into this bracket. But anybody you think go Indiana's my pick for D1. Or, sorry, Premier. For Premier? Yeah. Man. I don't know. Just pick that's a so... name with a, a low number by it. Brown. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Do, do your homework on them? <laughs> no. Shut up. <laughs> and then in Division... I only, I only care, about, care about one team. <laughs> I know. Then in Division 1, uh, again, there's only 12 teams in the Division 1, and none of them are our friends. But interesting note, San Diego is competing. You want to know why that's interesting? Why, Mr. Gray? They're competing for the D1AA national title in 15s. The week after against Iowa State. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm really friggin' smart, Phil. I know. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Holy shit. That's pretty nuts. Yeah, so my thought is, will that help them or hurt them in a sense of, is it going to help them because they're playing against high-level talent? Is it going to hurt them because they're switching from 15s into 7s and then from 7s back to 15s? Uh, injuries? Are their legs going to be tired? I was just say Is their brain going to be like? Because it's a long weekend tournament, you know. Ooh. I mean, if you go deep, it's that's almost long three days. Weekend, yeah. yeah. And I was going to say too, you know, is it? I mean, we've seen it before with our team where we'll play summer sevens and then mm. we get back into 15s. And it's 15s, and it's like, we need to slow the pace down, and we need to stop offloading. Stop offloading. This isn't 7s. Are they going to have the same problem? I don't know. I mean, I wonder I wonder exactly how deep their roster is. Because, you know, if they have a deep roster, I could see them being able to handle it. Because, obviously, they probably have almost no forwards playing 7s. Right. So, Well, I mean, I sometimes know. you might have a flank 8-man. Yeah. Some locks sometimes. Um, pick a team to win out of this. I'm going to take Delaware. Delaware used to be a powerhouse. They got the death penalty because of some sanctions, but then they were brought back. You know, I'm going to take Delaware as my favorite in the D1 men's. Hmm. That's a tough one. Yeah, there's no rankings on these. You have no idea who's good and who's not. I'm going to go with... I, I hate you so much. Just <laughs> Missouri. <pick> Missouri? <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Missouri. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> they stink. I hope they win the whole thing now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then we have D2. Now, D2 is where I do care a lot. Me too. Because. That's the only one I care about. <laughs> returning. Oh, you don't care about women? Well, I care about the women. I'm talking about the men. Well, well I like a small college. You don't care about small college? Well, I care about Wayne. Are you, are you kidding me right now? I'm sorry. Do you even listen to the show? Sometimes. Central College, too, I guess. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Any goodwill we had with Central College, you just ruined. 
Like I'm talking to Spencer Daves. I'm talking to their coach, Derek Pearson. Like we're we're like messaging back and forth, talking about some cool things. He even said, "Hey, next year you guys should get credentials and come down to the CRC with us and cover the Iowa rugby teams." That'd be fucking cool as media people. And I was like, "Whoa, that's so cool! I never thought we would ever be able to do that with this dumb little podcast that was just <laughs> on a whim." But it's actually turning into something. He's like, "Yeah." Come on down. And all of that is gone. Ruined. You've ruined, ruined it. it. Actually, I'll go without you. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> actually, no. How cool would that be if you and me went to yeah. like something? And we actually like worked. We didn't just get drunk and then not do anything like Nash Bash. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, that would be, be hard not to drink a little bit while I'm there, but I think I could handle it. I said like Nashville. We're not going to black out. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So anyways, this tournament... <laughs> I just I love Central College and I wish you would have I you know, you're coming back from Florida. Brain's a little foggy. Yes, That's yeah. Okay. Body's That's foggy. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> you look great. Thanks. No, so the University of Northern Iowa, they are back again. You know, they finished do you remember what place they finished last year? Northern Iowa? Mm-hmm. It's third. Yeah, that was amazing because we were at Homeboy's Wedding. Yeah, I remember watching mm-hmm. that on our cell phones on the way home. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they have a familiar opponent. Norwich, yeah, I saw in, that in their pool. They also have Scranton and Auburn. Scranton, I feel like, no offense, I don't know anything about them, but I can't take them serious because that's where the office takes place. So I'm just picturing like <laughs> the team's coached by Dwight Schrute or something. So I apologize to Scranton. And I ran into Gentry Stack at the rugby matches at Valley last week, and I was talking to him a little bit, and I asked him how he felt about any of the teams, and he was just like, you know. Everybody's here for a reason. They're here because they're good. They earned it. Mm -hmm. So even though I don't know anything about Scranton, I mean, they earned it and they're going to play hard. And I really like that humbleness of Gentry of like, you know, they've been humble. Well, he's they've been there before, but he's like, yeah, everybody else is working too. You know what I mean? And Uh, it's sevens, dude. Anything can happen in sevens. Right. You just you could have a couple athletes and the ball bounces your way. Uh, Don't turn the ball over. That that's it. You know, Uh, Auburn. Is the other team in their pool. So there's 12 teams in the D2 bracket. They're going to do pool play. So UNI has Norwich, Scranton, and Auburn. Other teams to keep an eye out for. Uh, IUP. They were the national champion last year. Yeah, they're good. Georgetown is amazing. UNC Wilmington, they did great. Chicago Chicago. is from the great Midwest. Yeah, Chicago. But which Chicago is that? Is this University of Chicago or whatever? That's UIC. It's not Uh, UIC. UIC was very bad. Uh, Remember, Chicago's the new team. Oh, yeah. And they were the team that was competing with people, and they were doing a really great job. That's that Chicago. It's pretty wild to see that Auburn, like, you know, big SEC school. Right, right. Playing in D2 rugby. Mm -hmm. That seems odd. Yeah, and then also... And that's the first team they play, too. uh, NC State and Memphis are also two other schools that are big ones. And then Towson has always been good, and then Washington, St. Louis... Uh, it's going to be a battle. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be huge. I would like to think Northern Iowa makes it out of their pool. I'm not sure what bracket play looks like. If they're going to take like the top six and have buys, or if they're only going to take the top four, or if they take top eight. That'd be cool if they did top eight and then do a knockout round. So yeah. not 100%, 100% sure how that works. So it looks like... Oh, they do. They take the top eight. Nice. So oh, yeah. the... 
top two, two from each pool and then the two, two wild cards. Yeah, okay. Okay, so yeah, you got to be in your top two. Win two games. I wonder, say, wonder what the credentials are for the wild card. I wonder if it's like a point differential deal. Oh, 100%. What, well, yeah, it's points. It have to be, yeah. yeah. Or like, you know, get those bonus points, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, that's going to be huge. And when you look at this roster, so I reached out to Zeus, you know, looking at some of these guys, and it's really cool to see, you know, you have guys who played at, you know, Southeast Warren Rugby Club, Denver Rugby, Johnson Rugby, Norwalk, Norwalk, Waverly, Waterloo, Waverly, Crestwood, Waverly, Norwalk, Van Meter. There's one guy who played, he's from Fond du Lac, and that is Garrett Getz, and he played in high school. And then one, two, two guys did not play in high school, and that will be Brock Weiss. and then Brett Reynolds. Hmm. Other than that... Every other one has played Iowa High School. Every single person played for Iowa Youth Rugby Association. They played high school rugby in Iowa. Two guys didn't play at all. One guy played in Wisconsin. That is really showing like the high school league, the coaches, the, the families, the people who support the high school league... That's why these guys are, like, part of the reason. Not the whole reason, sorry. Mm. Like, obviously, these guys had to put in a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication. That's why they're there. Mm. But how cool is that, though? So awesome. Yeah. Like, things are happening. I think the health of our state is really, really good when you see high school kids are going to college, college kids are playing at a national level, those kids are going to graduate, and they're going to keep playing at a high level wherever yeah. they go. And I hope the high school kids that are currently in the league notice that mm-hmm. and, you know, have high aspirations to compete at a high level and, you know, go somewhere cool and do something awesome. Right. And they only have three seniors right now. Addison, who, what is he, like 37? <laughs> He's like my no. age. <laughs> no, I saw, I saw um, JJ shared... Uh, a Facebook memory of a Southeast Warren game, and it was from yeah. 2012. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah. He, Addison was on that state championship team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, so Addison's there, uh, Ethan Arnold, and Gabe. Oh, Gabe's a senior? Yeah, Gabe Weird. Santo Aima. Yeah. No, Zeus put, <laughs> no, he put the phonetic spelling, but he put it wrong oh. for everybody. So... Like, when they say Dylan Johnson, it says Dylon Johnson. <laughs> Dylon Johnson. So the people who are going to be... Dylon Johnson. <laughs> Cole B. Viederholt. Nick Marka. <laughs> oh, my God. Team Schlady. Jen Treesteak. <laughs> David Randall. Oh my god, this Damn is gonna it, be Zeus. No, this is stupid. Okay, this okay, this makes me okay, I'm gonna call Zeus out here because <laughs> last time in the fall, when when NCR had the women's fifteens national championships, I was getting upset because they kept saying Iowa for you and I or I was they kept yeah. mispronouncing or they've said before like Northern Illinois or NIU for Northern Iowa. Mm. And then they kept they called Michigan Michigan State or Michigan State Michigan and people in the comments were just getting all mad. Um and I like said something, you know, where and like I talked to Brad about this and I I jokingly said like, you know, hey, you know, get it right. And there's so many players, it's it's hard to know all the names. Um, they, they have a very small crew 
and everything happens so fast. So there's slip-ups. And obviously, when you're watching your school, you're going to notice it where the average fan might not notice that. Like, a lot of people probably don't know that Northern Iowa is you and I, you know. Yeah, I was like, hey, say the names right. Like, this is a big moment for these kids. Uh, they, you know, whoa, from Iowa State? Uh, wow. Very cool. This is going to be very confusing for people <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> who don't understand. Uh, New York Jets just drafted Will McDonald from Iowa State at number 15. But anyways, I said, this is a big moment for these schools and these kids. They work really hard to get here. It would just be cool if, like, you could get the names right. And so the fact that Zeus is putting incorrect phonetic spelling after people complained and then they're making a joke of it, it's kind of counterproductive. So, yeah. Yeah, can you read that? Yeah, I'm, like, trying to right now. I'm, like, because <laughs> for Cooper's Cooper, uh, Zach, son. <laughs> yeah, no, so, I mean, that's the thing. I know they're having fun with it, but... I mean, if I'm watching the UNI game and they pronounce everyone's name wrong, I'm not going to say a single thing because Zeus gave me their media flyer and everyone's name's wrong. Come on, take it seriously, guys. Come on. God, I'm getting so old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm complaining about stuff like that. All right, let's go to the next one. Small college. Small college, they actually have six feet or six pools of three. Ugh. So, Wayne State and Central, uh, they are in two separate pools, and a lot of names that we've seen before uh, are in there. Uh, we talked to, you know, Spencer Daves on, mm -hmm. trying to think of my days. We talked to him this week. I think they have a really unique, cool team built up of wrestlers, and I think they're going to do really well. Wayne State, they have a lot of talent. Yeah. So, both teams will be, I'm glad to see they're not both in the same pool, but they probably will end up seeing each other at some point. They did last year. Yeah, they did, I, they actually. They did last year, yep. And then when we get to women's, this is great. We only have to talk about really one. I mean, yeah, we only have to talk about one single bracket when we talk about women's. You want to know why, Phil? They're all in the same pool play. Yeah, I guess Wayne State women, they're in D2. Two, yeah. But Iowa, you and I... Iowa State are all in the Premier Cup. Which is awesome. Amazing. Iowa plays Southern Nazarene first. Which is a rematch from last year for playoffs. Yeah, no, they know them. They were fall, yeah, for 15s. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Was I thought... It? Wait, oh, wait, no, I got that flipped around. No, I think you and I that played them. You and I, yeah. and then Iowa State played them in the... No, my mistake. Yeah, 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 yeah. For some reason, I was thinking Iowa played them. Nope, Iowa played... Iowa played... Clemson. Col Col or Iowa played Col Colgate. Colgate. Yeah, because they Colgate. were the toothpaste. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and Colgate's not there. No, so Iowa has Southern Nazarene, Northern Iowa has Indiana, and Iowa State has Michigan. Top player in the tournament from Michigan, Ember, mm -hmm. she's not playing yeah. because she has a broken hand, so... Not that that's a guarantee, but definitely, you know, an easier outcome or an easier yeah. know, opponent there. Because, again, every time Ember touches the ball, it looks like she can score. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing her at 15 and 15s, and she just would take off. So there's a chance you and I and Iowa State could play with the winner going to the national title. Uh, there's a chance Iowa could play against either Northern Iowa or Iowa State for a national title. Aquinas is also in there. We have some girls, three girls from Iowa, one from Ankeny, two from Roosevelt. So really, uh, it's just really amazing. So 
if you can, the Rugby Network YouTube. It's going to be on starting very early this morning, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You can go to their website, find the schedule. Super easy to read, super user-friendly. Uh, Phil, who's your pick for the national champion for the women? That is so hard. Are you going to pick Brown again because they're the number one seed? <laughs> no. I don't know. I really... I don't know. It's so hard because I would love to see any of the three Iowa teams win. So, I don't know. Do I really have to pick between them? No. Here's what <laughs> I did earlier. Because, again, I just feel like it's really hard. I know Iowa State beat Northern Iowa twice that last time. Mm. Um, Iowa hasn't really run into them. Out of the teams not from Iowa, I think Virginia Tech's going to do the best. That's yeah. my pick. Because, like you said, I... And it's sevens. I feel like all of our Iowa squads are very close to each other, mm-hmm. like in skill and ability. And sevens is just <laughs> who's on in that moment. Yeah. No, maybe think, Aquinas could make like a, you know, be the dark horse and make a run too. I mean, yeah, and that's going to be really tough against the one seed army. But yeah. if they can get by them, I mean, they could get anywhere. So you never yeah. know. It's sevens. Anything can happen. Virginia Tech did beat Aquinas earlier in the spring. Yeah. Well. It's like 48-0. Oh, oh, really? But Aquinas had to travel from Michigan to the East Coast. Mm. So, it's... How do you measure that? You know? Yeah. How do you measure that? Makes things tough. No, definitely. So, watch that. A lot of Iowa high school players are going to be involved in that. Men's, or, yeah, men's and women's. And speaking of the high school league... Hey, let's check in on the Iowa Youth Rugby Association. Yeah, only got a couple weeks left before the state tourney, so... Yeah, tonight is going to be week five. Next week is week six. The week after that is state. So tonight we have matches at Clinton for the first time ever. Clinton is hosting high school matches at home. Cedar Rapids is hosting. And Ankeny is hosting. And Bondurant is hosting. There's four hosting sites. sites. Cool. Yeah, no, it's really cool. Really good to see. So looking here first, the standings. Top eight go to the playoffs. So Southeast Polk and Waverly Shellrock, they are both undefeated, but that will end tonight. Southeast uh, Polk and Waverly play each other tonight. Cedar Falls and Valley are both 7-1. and one. Valley plays Waverly Shellrock tonight as well. Then in the five seed, you have Ankeny at 6-2. and two. Then tied in the sixth seed, Cedar Rapids, Washington, Fort Dodge, and Urbandale are all 4-4. Four and four. And then at the nine spot, just outside the playoffs, Des Moines Lincoln and Ames are both two and six. Clinton is one, six, and one. Roosevelt, Iowa City, and Roosevelt and Iowa City are one and seven. And then Des Moines East is 0, 7, and 1. And so here's the thing that's crazy. Lincoln and Ames both still have a shot to make the playoffs. Mm. It's not mathematically out yet. So it's really interesting. I mean, you have, like, really, you know, you have those top four, 8-0, So close. Mm-hmm. And then the bottom three, four and fours. Seeding is going to be really important. Yep. And then you still have Lincoln and Ames who are still in the hunt who can make something happen. So keep an eye out for that. Fort Dodge, they're at that four and four spot. They have a very difficult schedule coming up. Check this out. Their last four games, they play Urbandale, Ankeny, Cedar Falls, and Waverly. Ugh. If you add those up, 
That's 13, 17, uh, 25, 25, and 7 is the combined record of those four teams. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> Ford Dodge is an amazing team, and Tom is doing a fantastic job with those guys, but they have had just a tough, tough schedule. They lost to Urbandale earlier this year. Can they get that victory back tonight? That's going to be huge if they want to make the playoffs mm-hmm. because when you look at Lincoln's schedule the rest of the way, so Lincoln's schedule, again, they're at that nine spot. They play East, Roosevelt, Central Springs, and Indianola. And that's a combined record of three and 25 and one. Three, 25, and one. Yeah, so that's looking pretty good for Lincoln, but right, and and also too, I don't know because Central Springs was in there. They're a one A team. Does that matter? I I don't know. I don't know. The tiebreakers are tough. Sometimes I wish they would just use kind of like the men's or senior side of just like get bonus points. Mm-hmm. Hey, four points for a win, one for four tries, one for a loss by seven or less. Boom, done, easy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that would help with tiebreakers. Then we look at the 1A. We have Bonnerant Ferrara at 8-0, Columbus Catholic at 6-2, Denver and Central Springs at 4-4, Crestwood 3-5, Norwalk 2-6, Indianola 1-7. Here's the thing about 1A. All seven teams make it. Yeah. And get this. The head coach of Bondurant, they're the number one seed right now. Mm. He had a really cool idea. He said, how about this? To make it so everyone's playing as hard as they can throughout the end of the season, he proposed this idea. Tell me what you think about this. He said, top eight for 2A, they go to state. The bottom six for 2A will play in a sub-state on Tuesday before state. The winner of that six-team tournament will then go to Bondurant for the state tournament and compete as the number eight seed in the 1A tournament. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not a bad idea at all. So there's still, like, you started in 2A, you're not going to make the playoffs. Mm. And then, okay, but you can still compete for a championship, we're going to move you down. You can still compete. And then it kind of shows, like, where did teams rank? Like, yeah. what, like, And then could change some seating arrangements maybe for the following year. Exactly, because we were talking, too. seating, I guess, but classes. The but classes, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I know a lot of times it's like, oh, let's go off the beds count what they do in like high school football or like how they rank things where it's like oh the enrollment is this big and it's like rugby's different mm-hmm. you know Ames is a huge school they had six guys on the field last Friday and they yeah. beat Roosevelt none of that makes sense you right. know what I mean like yeah. how do you assess that and I think it really comes down to we have to have honest conversations about rugby is different it's okay that it's different we can run it differently it's sanctioned through Iowa Youth Rugby Association we're not through the state yet Let's do whatever we got to do to grow the sport. And if that means having classes that have relegation and promotion yearly and based off of coach input, because here's the thing, Valley last year, we went four and eight, Mm. a really rough season. We could have said, oh, that was a bad season. Drop us down to 1A. We knew we were going to have a really good team this year. Yeah. We said, keep us here. You know what I mean? But if you would have gone off of like, Oh, if a team finishes here, they have to do this. No, coaches should have the honest like evaluation of their team and say, we need to be in this upper level. This mm-hmm. is where we belong. Um, and then 
you know, other teams are like, hey, we need to rebuild, move us down. I think that's how it should be in the future of just like, hey, these teams in 1A, they're trying to rebuild. The teams in 2A, they're going for the top prize. And then once you rebuild yourself in 1A, bump up to 2A. Teams who've been in 2A for a while that are really struggling, they need to rebuild back up, drop them down. I don't know. That's just kind of a thought I've had where, you, I don't know, you don't have to go off of enrollment because as a person who works in Des Moines Public Schools, yeah. enrollment does, doesn't guarantee yes, success. It doesn't really mean anything. Especially and especially in, in rugby. Club, yes, for club rugby, exactly. Because, yeah. yeah, Waverly Shellrock is obviously a very dominant team right now, and their enrollment's a lot less than a lot of these schools that are in Class 2A. Well, and you look at it too, like Norwalk and Indianola, like those are, and like Bondurant Farrar is getting to be huge. Yeah. You know, are those schools, and I would have to look it up because I don't know off the top of my head, but like, yeah, Waverly is probably the smallest 2A school right now, mm-hmm. and they have a good shot to be the one seed. They're the returning national, or the returning state champ. So, I mean, that's, that is huge. Yeah. You know, you know, when I look at this class 1A too, and when I see like Cresco, <clears throat> which is like, close to my hometown's like man i really wish i'd see like turkey valley on there or like decora you know or southland something like that iowa falls iowa falls yeah that'd be cool now and i think i mean really comes down to coaches yeah just got to get coaches there and i Mm -hmm. think you know we'll be all right and speaking of too uh the iowa high school selects had a tryout yeah there's a ton ton of kids they're taking two teams to the blood fest uh, down in Austin, Texas, they're gonna go see a MLR match or no, no, sorry, PR sevens match. Yeah. So the kids get a high performance experience. They get to watch PR sevens. Uh, they're taking a U sixteen team, so they have a team of freshmen and sophomores mm-hmm. and a team of juniors and seniors. That's gonna be cool. I heard they're are they sending letters out this week or something like that? Too? They already did. They yeah. already did. Yeah, okay, they already did. Perfect. But they haven't like they have to confirm. Like, they pick their people, but they have to confirm if the people actually can go. Can go yeah. So they, no names have been announced, and I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay. You can tell me after the show. <laughs> I won't. I'll forget. I'll start talking about something else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, so really, really exciting stuff because we have some high school kids who are going to play at a very high level. Going to play for the Iowa Selects. They're going to get noticed by high-level programs, uh, you know, like Rebel Rugby or collegiate programs. Yeah, the high school leagues, boys and girls, are in a great position. Because did you see the girls' uh, league also got a new team? I did not see that. My God. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I'm just going to I'm gonna pull it up here. Talk about something while I pull this up. Who do you think of who? Take a guess and talk me through. Who do you think has a new high school girls rugby team? Give me, like, a range at least. They're in Iowa. And they have okay. a boys team right now. And they have a boys team? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, class 2A or 1A? Uh, 2A. It's a 2A school? For boys, yep. Oh. Man, I gotta really think about yeah, that. Yeah, here, look at the list. Okay. Look at the list. Okay. Southeast Polkarty has a team. Waverly has a team. Cedar Falls has a team. Valley has a team. Ankeny has a team. Cedar yes. Rapids has a team. Fort Dodge. Fort Dodge doesn't. Urbandale doesn't. Lincoln used to. Yeah. Ames doesn't. Clinton doesn't. Roosevelt does. Iowa City doesn't. East does. I'm going to say Fort Dodge got a women's team. Wrong. Damn it. Oh, Megan. Yeah. Hey. Megan Carlo from the University of Northern Iowa. She is starting the Trojan Girls Rugby in Iowa City. 
That's awesome. Amazing, right? Yeah, good old Sally. Yeah, she's she was a great player. Oh yeah, still probably is. Yeah, another you <laughs> and I alumni getting into the coaching ranks. So yeah, how cool is that? That's awesome. I love to see that. Yeah, and also too, like I talk. Oh yeah, there's another way you didn't listen to the show. Me and Kathleen, we talked. I about, already told you I didn't listen to it. Don't give me shit about it. I know this is a different <laughs> episode. Uh, me and Kathleen, the coach from the Iowa Hawkeyes, she brought this up too. So I mean, she's really excited because it's like when you have a high school team in your city, it's like that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So. Yeah, really, really cool stuff. The The high school leagues in Iowa are in a very, very good and healthy spot. So, I love it. Me too. So, who's your pick to win the state title? For men's? Or boys, I guess? Yeah. Uh, I honestly think Waverly's going to run it back. I mean, they've just always been so dominant, you know. Got a lot of really great players. I mean, obviously there's a lot of teams with great players, great coaches, but... I just could see Waverly running it back again this year. And I'm not going to make a prediction because, you know, as a coach in the league, that would be pretty biased of me. Like, mm. I don't want tampering or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, Valley's pretty good, though. Valley's pretty good. <laughs> Southeast Bowl's pretty good. I mean, Ankeny Cedar Falls. I mean, Falls. I, honestly, Ir- too. Irvindale can make a crazy run. You never know. Like, Fort Dodge could. Like, yeah. Fort it's Dodge. so hard to tell. Did you see or hear about the Valley Fort Dodge game? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's wild. That was insane. Last it was. It was. Oh. I think it was 14 nothing at halftime. Yeah. Or at least Valley was down 14 nothing. Whoa, Jack Campbell going in the first round to the Detroit Lions. Remember when I said the Lions sucked when they picked the. Whoever they picked first. Oh, they picked that running back from Alabama. Yeah, they did. Now Jack Campbell. Dude. That was a good pick. Do you know? I think, didn't Chuck play football with him at Cedar Falls? I think so, yeah. Chuck should have got Jack Campbell to play rugby. Right. He'd be a monster. Dude, yeah. He's a monster in the NFL, so. Exactly. Well, (laughs) you mean college, but yeah. Well, I mean, he's going to get drafted in the first round if you're not a monster. Yeah, exactly. I get it. it. Um, But no. What were we talking about? Oh, teams that are good? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Fort Dodge was up 14 nothing, and then as time expired, Valley was down 19-21, to and then marched the entire field. There was like two or three penalties on this marching down where it was just so rapid, boom, 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 mm. and then Tristan Irvin, who's going to Iowa Central uh, as a student, don't know if he's playing rugby there yet. He's playing football, isn't he? No. No, let's see other kid. Okay. That's, you're thinking Bryce? Yeah. Uh, Anderson? Uh, but no, Tristan got the ball on the wing, broke, he juked one kid out, and then he ran through an arm tackle, and basically from 30 meters out, time expired, scores. That's amazing. Valley wins 26-21. It was insane. But again, that's, like, every single four dodge match is, like, that close. Yeah. They had Southeast Polk on the ropes. They had Valley on the ropes. I mean, it's it's crazy, so... No, league's in good good hands. It's in a good, healthy spot. Uh, are you going to go to the state tournament in Cedar Rapids? Yeah, actually, there's a pretty good chance I am going because I'm also going to go to Iowa Selects, Ooh. and that's going to be Wisconsin. So we'll okay. go watch and then head up to Wisconsin the rest of the way. So it'll be a slightly shorter drive from Cedar Rapids. So. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, man. that was my plan at least. So, oh, yeah, that's cool. And the last thing I got, Heart of America. They had their sevens tournament this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iowa State won. Duh. Duh. And then it looked like Nick Baines and 
Wes Cummings and Rowan Collins got first team all conference. So three no cyclones. <laughs> yeah, no shocker there. And then Drew When? Yeah, sorry, did you hear that like metal pipe? I did. Ugh, that was a scary sound. I'm scared <laughs> to open the garage door. A metal pipe just rolled down the street outside of the wombat den. Um yeah. So Drew Ginn from Iowa State and Abdullah Elburyartari. Elbertari from Iowa were honorable mentions. So congrats to them in the heart of America. Again, Iowa State, their 15s program, they are competing next weekend for a national title. Uh, Colorado, too, dude. Yeah. That'll be fun. A lot of really cool stuff is happening right now in rugby. And Iowa rugby, too. Yeah. Mainly Iowa rugby. Mainly (laughs) Iowa rugby. Oh, yeah. I was trying to think, is there anything else we need to cover? I think we really hit all of it. Yeah, it was quite a bit of stuff. It's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. I'm excited for CRC, so... And next weekend for Iowa State to play, like that's gonna be really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then all Iowa, all Iowa. That's kind of yeah. like the end of like the senior side stuff. Yeah, so that's always pretty cool. But no, I think uh, we'll probably talk to a lot of people after to get their reactions. I tried to get Joe Randall on. Oh, I would love to have Joe Randall on. And you want to know what he said? He's just, he was just like, oh. Like, he thought about coming on, but I think he's busy with family. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, man. Well, because also I had that, like, I had to go to the doctor and get something done. And I might have been a little sedated. And I was talking to him, <laughs> like, after the procedure or whatever. And I was still kind of foggy. Um, and I did tell him, I'm like, yeah, man, we want to have you on. Like, a lot of people my age, like, really respect you. And, like, you're, like advice or like compliments they they yeah. go a long way just because it's like like if he if joe randall tells me i did a good job i'm like oh <laughs> and then it's like such a great like approval <laughs> or if he's like you know you mess up and he's like yeah. what the hell then you're like i want to quit and never show my face again <laughs> i'm so so embarrassed but no it's like he's one of those guys that he's been around and he's seen so much good rugby. Mm-hmm. And like the way he's coaching at UNI, helping. And his son David is just doing an awesome job. Um, I'd love to get his take because he's seen so much stuff. But he's he's busy with family. They're yeah. enjoying DC right now. So yeah. that's somebody. that'd be. I think that'd be a fun one to have in person too. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I just know like there'd be a time where he probably didn't even mean much by it. But like I just remember like after a scrum, I might have like hooked it back. And, like, he saw it. And, not, like, not many people notice that. Like, if you win a scrum, most people are like, eh, cool. That's what you're supposed to do. But, like, as a prop, I hooked it back. And I just remember him just being like, hey, good steal on that. And I just remember being like, oh, my God. <laughs> I could retire today. <laughs> you know? I made it. I made is, it. There any, is there anybody else who you feel is like that when they, they compliment something you've done where you're just like, I actually feel good about this? Like, it would mean a lot if it was, like, from somebody like Joe Lippert, because he's mm. also another guy who really knows rugby and has seen a lot and been around the game for so long. And it's just, yeah, it's a it's a good feeling if Joe Lippert tells you you did something right or if you fuck something up, it's like, oh, shit. So <laughs> I see two similarities. They've names. been around a lot of good high-level rugby, yeah. and their name's Joe. I know, and Joe, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know. There's always like yeah, a handful of guys that 
it's always guys that have yeah been around longer, older dudes that you know it means a lot yeah. coming from them kind of when thing. It, when it's someone where you're like, I know you know a lot more than me, yeah. so you do something well, and they're like, oh my god, that's like sweet. Oh yeah, and Thank then for <laughs> and then there's a third Joe, Joe Mama. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> uh, no, so coming up. Uh, we'll probably, I don't know, I'm not going to say anything, what we're going to do. Yeah, let's, let's not get ahead of the game, because just in case it falls through. <laughs> <laughs> what, you think you're going to bail on me? No, I'm just saying, like... We got sponsors we, we, now, yeah, man, we got to pay the bills. I know, it's cool, but I was just saying, like, just so we don't get ahead of ourselves, I know. you know? Or... So, I will say this, though, I am looking into some sort of equipment so we can get more into the streaming game. There may be an opportunity for us to stream some matches over the summer that'd be cool and do maybe some cool cool stuff that way i know that's not really why we got into this but it would be cool to stream some matches that wouldn't have been able to be seen before so that is something where uh if you would like to donate or you'd like to see streaming stuff like that is a goal of ours Mm -hmm. and pretty much too any dollar we earn through this podcast we turn around and we put it right back into rugby so that's how we have these mics yeah that's how we have <laughs> microphones that's how we have the mobile microphone that's how we have you know the canvas subscription like it's pretty much everything we earn we put it back in so our next big goal is a camera or an ipad and then that way we can stream stuff and continue to grow the b-side boys yeah yeah so no we appreciate everyone listening and yeah is there anything else we got we'll save it for next week yeah, we can save for next week. Yeah, I think too. We'll we'll probably follow up with a lot of people on how CRC was. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about that. Well, and I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, dude. Saturday, Clive Pallies, yes. join us. Nice. Everyone's welcome. Everybody. How you feeling? Good. You. 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 Fresh legs. Fresh legs. Fresh legs.